0: Us. Perhaps not today, because I'm going to run out of time, but uh, during the course, uh, that uh, when you want to uh, uh, apply the idea of marketability to these two problems, Menger's, origin of uh, money, and mine, Origin of Interest. There are two different marketabilities. At this point, I'm just introducing this subject. Other detailed discussion will come. The two different kinds of marketability is, or are, number one, marketability in the large and marketability in the small. And what Menger did, please write down the German equivalent, Absatzfähigkeit. That's <laughs> but Menger did not come to distinguish A. between the two A. I'm going to A with us. Yes. Okay. H I G K e. I T I E, e. e. I, I E I E T I E T. Okay. K. No, K. Oh, I, I E, e, T. e, e. T. T K no K. I, oh, I, E, e T. Okay, sorry. Oh. So, <laughs> I think you know, we are in Germany. <laughs> no, we owe the memory of Manger to okay. <laughs> at least one, or well maybe two German words, one is this one, this one, E. this here, exactly, okay. And the other is Grundsätze. How would you translate that into English? Principles. Uh, uh, Grundsätze. 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 Principles. Principles. So that's the principle of economics. That's the title of exactly. the, of the yeah. book. So these two Germans everybody owes who is a participant of this to owes to herself or to himself to remember because I'm not sure if these German words were widely used before Menger, but certainly they were widely used after him. I I take a bet on that. All right, so um, Menger introduced the word absatzfeich, I assume I'm right there, but I'm not an expert in language, and he left it there. He did not split the concept into marketability in the large and marketability in the small. That's yours truly who made the invention, and I will—you will be the judge whether this uh, splitting. I, I think uh, Menger, if he had lo- lived long enough and if he had, could have devoted his energies and talents to this would have come to that, I'm I'm quite convinced. But you see, I'm prejudiced because I, I came up with the idea that actually there are two kinds of marketability, marketability in the large, which plays a role in explaining the origin of money. And then, I'm sure I will be able to convince you during the remaining 20 minutes, that the idea of marketability in the small plays the same parallel, very important role in the theory of origin of interest. Because we have reformulated the problem of origin of interest by saying that we have to solve the problem how to convert income into wealth and wealth into income. If you solve that problem then you made a good start in explaining interest. It's it's not clear. I'm not suggesting that you should all say yes, yes, of course, of course. I see that. Because it's not obvious. (coughs) But this is the thought and once you have gone through it You will not forget it because it will be so plausible, I hope I can make it plausible enough. So here it is, you want to convert income to wealth. The idea is hoarding. You have to, whether it's a dirty word or a clean word, I don't care, but you just have to hoard something. And that's what the animals do without having the intellectual capacity of planning or anything, but they do it, they are hoarding. And whether it's atavism or not, uh, it is also what the humans are, they are hoarding. Now look around would you hoard uh or <laughs> let's say something more common uh, would you okay would you uh, hoard beans not a very good idea beans would probably rot after a year but grains may be a better idea wheat corn or something because properly treated, they can be stored. and So that's a possibility. And then there are others. And ultimately people come up with the idea of metals because they are really uh, non-perishable. Uh, wheat is perishable. It could contract all kinds of diseases or rot or what. But and and precious stones and so on. So there are lots of things and you could hoard them. And when you do, you are doing exactly conversion into income uh, conversion of income into wealth with the hope that later this non-perishable good you have been hoarding can be disposed of piecemeal. So you have a Large board of wheat, and uh, you eat wheat a little bit, but not all what you eat is wheat, so you will be able to sell some or convert some wheat into something else what you need, and then you are what you are doing is you are converting uh, wealth into income so when you survey all possible choices, commodities for the purposes of conversion, converting income into wealth and wealth into income, what would you choose? Well, you would choose something which is very marketable. But this is not the same marketability Anymore, what Menger studied. This is a different kind. Because if you say, okay, precious stones, it's, in, it's conceivable that precious stones could serve as money. But for the purposes of this conversion here, uh, they are absolutely <coughs> unsuitable. Because uh, if you cut them up, if you cut up say a piece of diamond then surely the pieces after you've cut it, cut it some of the value of the pieces will be smaller and this is non-convertible you can't go back once you have the pieces you can put them together so uh, the type of marketability we talk about here is different and what's the difference because now we are talking about marketability in the small. We'll define this later but I just want you to see that there is a need to for splitting the concept into two and it's important in the gold uh, okay I'm, I'm going to explain this another time but uh, let's say uh, silver. Silver is certainly a highly marketable uh, commodity in the small. And it is so because, for one big reason, it's because it's reversible. Suppose you have silver in one big piece and you want to dis- hoard it because you want to convert wealth into income. That's no problem you cut it up. But now in the other conversion you would have to put it together again. And that's possible Not no big deal to melt it uh, to melt the pieces and ha- end up the uh, block. So that's that uh, convertibility, physical convertibility of big chunk and small pieces is, is uh, easily done. So uh, I, have, I don't want to run out of time, so i just make the <coughs> long story short that uh, in uh, solving that problem after again maybe thousands of years, people came to see that actually I have some evidence for that but I don't want to go into details now, that silver, surprisingly, was the most hoardable uh, material which you could say which was the most marketable in the Small, so you could uh, indicate that this is silver answers the problem best when you want to convert, uh, when you want to uh, make the conversion from income to wealth. And gold would be the most marketable in the large. Now, if you feel like arguing this point, it can be argued, but uh, I uh, tell you that in, in the fairly recent history going back to the Middle Ages and later, gold was, was used for paying princely ransoms. If a prince got caught... Pirates caught him and they asked for ransom. And uh, if they had asked for ransom in terms of silver, this would have been too complicated because too much silver. But if it was in gold, well, you can put it in your pocket and take the king out of ransom because gold had that kind of power. And if you wanted to buy a whole country, and this happened not only in the Middle Ages, but in the New Age, too. Just think of the Louisiana purchase of the United States uh, at the time of Napoleon, and then the Alaska purchase by the United States, uh, purchasing Alaska from Russia. That was 1860-something. And, and uh, again, if uh, the price was paid in silver, the just the sh- sheer shipping cost would have uh, absorbed a large part of, of this, because we, they were talking about the case of Alaska, I think in the order of six million, Louisiana maybe twice as much. Uh, which was in terms of silver was just too much to handle and, and it was really gold which could make this transaction complete because it could be moved physically from one country to the other without major problems. So gold answered this question and this was the thing which Menger was looking for in finding the uh, origin of money where it the point was always not a very large quant- not a very small quantities but rather very large uh, you know so ultimately uh, for the purposes of money you have to um, have this property marketability large will make these concepts clear later, but I just want to introduce my subject and, and therefore I'm anticipating what I'm going to have to say later. But in the case of the origin of interest where the basic problems converting income into wealth and wealth into income. It's not marketable in the large which enters, it's not marketable in the small, basically because converting income into wealth means that you add little pieces which you can easily unite and without major loss in the process of doing the conversion. And of course. The opposite when you have the wealth, a big chunk, and you want to take years to consume that because you want an income, and therefore, suppose this is a chunk of gold, then you can make little pieces by clipping a pair of clippers or some ways, and it might support you for years, a chunk of gold. And that's marketability in the small because, uh, you know, if you can just break it into two and no more, that's no good because you want to survive more than two days or two months or whatever. So you want to have this marketability in almost any small quantity of a certain material. So that's silver. For the purposes of uh, our course here, we call it silver. So, uh, you see, this is the thing. It took so long to find that material, silver in this case. Uh, But the question is, can you improve the conversion beyond that. So you found the best material. It's the uh, material which has the best marketability in the small. So we are actually in the position now to find an alternative name for these marketable in the large. So what is the alternative word for marketability in the large? Liquidity. Hmm? liquidity. Liquidity is, uh, uh, is possible, but uh, more common would be salability. Okay, so marketability in the large alternative word is salability, and that's what Menger was looking for. Another way of summarizing up Mangas theory of origin of money is, the problem is to find the most saleable commodity and over time it turned out that this was gold. Now, what's the alternative word uh, for marketability in the small? Hmm? Well, liquidity is, is possible but then you have to to the same word for two different things, and uh, we want to bring out what is really different here.
1: Uh,
0: Hoardability is the word. hoardability is another word, and perhaps an even better word, because it suggests what... Assuming that under hoardability we also include this hoardability, but there's no need for such an artificial world. However, hoardability is good. just, you can build up wealth bits, bits by bits and pieces by hoarding it, And but that's the, uh, not the end of the process because in the end, you want to dis- hoard it in reconverting our wealth back into income. So you see this so far, we uh, have solved at least say half of the problem in finding the material which has this capability of making the conversion. But can this be improved further? And if you ask that question and give a little time to, to yourself to spell out the answer, you'll yes, exactly the same way as Mango did, uh, replacing uh, direct exchange by indirect exchange. So I want to Im- introduce the distinction between direct conversion and indirect conversion of wealth into income or the other way around oh should like i left and right oh uh, well you, you could take four lines and spell them all so actually there are four lines direct conversion of wealth into income direct conversion of income to wealth. Okay, we'll we'll give you a rest. (laughs) So there it is. If you allow, and this is a big if, to exchange wealth and income, if you allow that, as a, why is it a big if? Because all these guys, the secular authorities and the, uh, and the canonical authorities, the church, you know, are watching what you are doing and say, you exchange wealth for income. That's it. usury, that's interest. You are taking interest you'll be taken to the uh, inquisition or the civil courts and so on, and uh, you are committing a capital crime, you see. So, but if you are allowed the the authorities do not interfere with the free choice of individuals. And there is a man who can spare uh, Income and he needs wealth, and there's a man who can spare wealth but needs income. They meet and they agree on their terms, they both accept voluntarily without any threat of usury court or uh, inquisition. They make the exchange, they could improve, and both will. Get better terms than without. So, this you can call atavistic indeed, the hoarding and dishoarding. But unfortunately, as our history developed, to a very, very large part, the blame goes to Aristotle, who said uh, basically that uh, uh, money does not beget money. I mean, sheep begets sheep. Cows can beget cows or cattle can beget cattle, but gold cannot beget gold and so cannot beget silver uh, now I'm not going to start a debate with Aristotle. this is uh, even modern economists would agree with that that uh, Aristotle completely missed the point there but the but the blame to a very large part goes to Aristotle because he had the reputation. What he said was sacred and um, what uh, Thomas of Aquinas, Saint Thomas of Aquinas, uh, I think 13th century theologian, uh, took uh, Aristotle and lock, stock and barrel Incorporated into Christian theology, now, I'm not going to discuss the aspects, but uh, uh, lockstock and Merrill meant that he incorporated Aristotle and Aristotle's views on on uh, uh, the question whether money can be get money, uh, meaning gold or silver, uh, and and that completely put science and theology or even more moral philosophy on the wrong track. And this we suffered only, it was only in the late 19th century when the Pope uh, the Pope I can't tell you which Pope because I I don't, I didn't memorize his name, but uh, there was a pope who said that uh, to the confessors, to the father confessors, pope uh, wrote the book what the confessors should do and how they should do it and what they should not do. And the pope just removed this, that the father confessors should uh, no longer disturb I think that's the word he used disturb con, uh, the uh, confessants the people who go to confess yes. Yes, should not disturb them if they uh, during the confession admit that they charged or paid interest Because before, that was part of the confessor to take the confession. And if uh, somebody uh, confessed that he had charged or even paid, that was a sin just as much as charging interest, you see, uh, no longer. So that was the end of that epoch. Because it, you know uh, the, before Reformation it was uh, an entirely different world. the Reformation broke the ice and then it, little by little uh, people realized that actually uh, it's beneficial for both the lender and the borrower. And this is this was the end of that and uh, after that exchanging wealth for income income for wealth was possible no stigma attached and uh, no criminal or uh, uh, offense was involved and no canonical charges could be made. It was quite legitimate at that point. But it you see, it took an enormous amount of time to reach that stage. And during all this time, all to the late nineteenth century, this was like a clamp on science, on studying uh, what we are trying to study, develop a theory of origin of interest. This was a tremendous backlog, because even talking about these things in some cases was a, a criminal offense or a, a canonical, believe, questionable activity. and. This is one reason why uh, the question of the origin of interest is in such a sorry state even today. Because the, all this background of studying, analyzing, comparing cases was not being done, partly were mainly because of the threat of canonical or secular charges against you. We are trying to promote interest, which is in itself a criminal offense, or used to be. So, we just have to agree that we are breaking new grounds.